Welcome to the Fabric Podcast, where we explore company culture and how it scales as a company grows. Brought to you by the team at The Receptionist, a bootstrapped Denver-based software company. Each episode of Fabric will set out to uncover unique and uncommon answers to the question, how do companies of any size create a culture and core values that employees actually live out? Here on the Fabric Podcast, we're all about exploring company culture. And on this episode of the show, we've got a really interesting and fun conversation with Matt Basinger, founder of Blade and Timber, an axe-throwing company. So you can go with your friends, your family, your coworkers, and learn how to throw axes. How fun is that? Well, unfortunately, in 2019, one of his customers didn't have a very fun experience, according to the customer. This customer decided to go onto Yelp and write a very negative and very false review. But Matt wouldn't stand for that. Matt was not okay with this person putting down his employee and sharing things that were not true. So on the episode, Matt shares with us what the review was and his response. And I got to tell you, it's really fun to hear Matt actually share this review because chances are you saw this story. It's gone viral. It's been shared so many times. So Matt talks to us about what was going on within the company before this review happened, how it did go viral, and why company culture is so important to him, what he does in terms of making sure his employees really embody the company culture when they start, and how he continues to support that as a leader of the company. So stick around and enjoy hearing the conversation with Matt Basinger of Blade and Timber. All right, well, I am so excited to have Matt on the show today. Matt, how are you doing? I'm doing really well. How about yourself? I'm good. Thank you. Okay. I'm excited to get into why we have you here. But before we do that, share with our listeners a little bit about yourself, your company, and what you do. Sure. So uh, my name is Matt. I'm the CEO of a company called Blade and Timber. Uh, and at SwellSpark is actually our parent company. And we specialize in what we call wholesome family entertainment. And so our goal is to gather people for shared experiences. Um, we love it when friends or family or coworkers get together to have fun. I think fun is underrated. And so anytime that we can pursue fun, uh, it's, a, it's a win for us. Um, but more specifically, I think for this podcast, I'm with a company called Blade and Timber. We are an axe throwing bar uh, and restaurant, and we have locations all the way from Honolulu to Kansas City, and we are actively growing as well. Yeah, well, we love that one. I'm sure all of our listeners are, you know, Googling really quickly, like, are you close to me? And if not, when will you be here? Send so- us an email, you know, let us know the great real estate and we'll, we'll see what we can do. Awesome. I think that's, you know, one of those um, places that is just so up and coming and people are always looking for it. You know, it's so on trend and people want to know, is it close to me? So that's awesome that you are growing and spreading across the country. Thank you. So I'm excited to have you on. Uh, Michael Ashford, our director of marketing, uh, shared this story with me and we, we reached out to you based on a story that came out earlier. Well, not this year, but I guess last year, right? 2019. End of 19. Yep. Um, that was your response to a negative, and we'll say also very false Yelp sure. review about something Thank that you. happened at one of your establishments. So can you share with our listeners about what actually happened from your point of view? And you can kind of share with us the, the Yelp review as well. Yeah, well, I'll, get, I'll give some context. You know, yeah. we, um, we take reviews seriously. So we're the highest rated axe throwing company in the country. Um, we were in escape rooms for a while, highest, uh, you know, the most rated escape room company. Like we, we really seek our user reviews and anyone who's in small business knows that oftentimes you can live and die by the quality of your reviews. If you are a two-star restaurant, people are going to see that. And like, I don't want to go eat at a two-star Absolutely. restaurant. And so yeah. um, I think for two purposes, one, we really believe that we offer an awesome experience, but two, if we don't, we want to improve it. We want to figure out what we're not doing right. And so we ask people for reviews. Um, 
And I got a phone call, you know, at like 9 a.m. from our, our managing director. And she's like, Matt, we just got a terrible review. And so I'm pulling it up as I'm like getting ready and brushing my teeth. And, and in short, this review said that one of our staff members was being racist and was doing some wildly inappropriate things. And so I, I pretty immediately got very angry um, with this staff member, quite frankly, because I was right. concerned that, that this had actually happened. Um, but before I wanted to lash out or, or do anything, you know, I certainly wanted to speak with him and, and get the whole scenario and understand what had actually happened and how it happened or why it happened. Um, and, and because we throw axes, right, we have, uh, we have videos, we have audio, we have footage of every corner of all of our spaces, um, because we want lower insurance rates and our insurance companies say that if we have, <laughs> if we have that, that we're going to get lower rates. So. All that being said, we decided to pull up the footage and we decided to see what the deal was. And this specific review had mentioned that, uh, that they had been thrown out because they were Hispanic and, um, Mm -hmm. that they were being unfairly targeted. And at the end of the day, what had actually happened was that there were some underage folks. Um, we have this wristband policy, so we make it really clear. There are some underage people, um, who were thrown out because they were trying to drink underage. And our staff member threw them out just like he should have. And they decided to go online, make a fake persona online, write a fake review saying what had happened. There were actually two in their party and they, they told different stories about the same things. They weren't really synced up, you know? Um, But once we understood the real story, I felt very strongly that we needed to do and have a public response um, for two reasons. One, what they were saying was not true of, of who we are, what we stand for. But I think more specifically, it wasn't true of the actual person on my staff, Justin, who had handled this situation beautifully. He had done everything that you would ever ask of someone to do. And so we wanted to make sure that we stood up for what was right. Right. And before we get into how you responded, because I love that. Um, (laughs) What I think is really just so impressive here is, well, one, first you were angry, right? And you were angry at your staff because as an owner of a business, you don't want your staff treating people poorly. And to have someone say that someone on your staff is racist, obviously you want to look into that, right? And so sure. I can absolutely understand that your instinct was to get mad, but you took a step back and you looked into the situation um, and it you figured out pretty quickly that mm-hmm. your staff member did the right thing. And so I think that speaks right. volumes just right there, which we're going to get into company culture, but just about your leadership and the company culture that you didn't just believe this customer is right. I'm going to go after my team member we can't be treating people this way that you stopped, you looked into it and you really understood what was going on in the situation. Sure. And that's so yeah, important. It, so, so because I, I of all that, that. Yeah. yeah. So because of all that, yeah, you, you needed to speak up for your employee and there's mm-hmm. many different ways that we can do this, right? You could have, you know, gone to the customer, you could have talked to your employee, but you did it in a very public way. <laughs> so <laughs> share with us. What was the next step in this story? You, you know, spoke up. They, you spoke they, went public. they went public first. <laughs> yeah. And I don't have the opportunity to take down a Yelp review, right? And so right. we're running through kind of the hypothetical scenarios. And it's like, man, you know, if we have people who come from any demographic, but specifically from our Hispanic community who are seeing that we are discriminating against Hispanic folks. That, that doesn't look good. That's not good, right? We're in a very yeah, light part of town in the first it's place. It's not what was happening either. Exactly, and, you know, exactly. So- and, and so we did feel like we needed a public response. And we really, we knew it needed to be pretty thoughtful. 
Um, we live in a culture where sometimes words can be taken out of context and we certainly didn't want that to be the case here. And so we wanted to paint the clearest picture. And so, um, you know, my first draft of what I wanted to write back was a little bit spicier, uh, was a little bit more fiery. And fortunately, some folks on my staff said, like, you can, you can tone it down and, and get the point across. And yeah, that uh, was draft one, and, right? You're going right. to rework some of this. Yeah. Draft, draft two was the one that ended up going on, but you know, before we got in, like we, so this, this person posted their review as George B and mm-hmm. they made up, you know, George Bush was their pretend alias. And mm-hmm. we, we have everyone who comes in sign a waiver. Um, and so we actually, we know who this person is. We know their Facebook profile. We know where they live. Like we know quite a bit about them because right. we're weird and we do that sort of research, especially for situations like this. Absolutely. Um, it's, it's what people but, do now. You can find a lot of information. <laughs> You can, you can, but so do you want me to walk through the the review? Should, yes. we, should we walk, go yeah, through let's, it? Let's do it. I mean, we will include the link for anyone who's on our site. We'll include sure. the link so you can kind of see some of the commentary around it too um, that was published, but yeah, walk us, walk us through. Yeah. So I'll just read what he said. So George B gave us, and it was his only review ever, a one-star review. He said, terrible experience at Blade and Timber. Employee Jordan treated my party terribly, was monitoring and staring at us throughout our hour time slot would not give us our preferred experience, then proceeded to make us leave the premise because my friend was Hispanic. He was acting wrong to my Hispanic friend, okay, his birthday, the entirety, on our experience, and I do not feel as if he was treated right. Please do not go to Bladen Timber, as I do not want anyone to have the experience that I've had. Jordan should be re-evaluated as an employee. Um, mm-hmm. So first and foremost, grammar is just an yeah. issue with the review. <laughs> there was some rage I, typing there. It's you know, not maybe their their best work. I don't. I don't. We weren't. We didn't serve them alcohol at our space, but I think there's maybe a chance they went and found some afterwards because this yeah. this sounds like that. Um, and I don't know what his preferred experience would have been because we gave them the same experience as everyone else. But right to to fake George's credit. Um, we were monitoring them and staring at them throughout the hour time slot because we could see what they were trying to do. Um, right. Again, we have these bracelets of who can cannot drink and the gentleman who was caught and thrown out had actually taken his bracelet off in the bathroom and just all the silly things that you would expect like a 19 year old kid to do when he's trying right. to sneak a Pabst at a bar. Um, so our, our response um, I'll just read it if, if yeah, that's please. okay. Um, yes, I would, I would love said, it because I've read it. And so now we get to hear it in your voice. So yeah. Yes, please. Um, uh, I said, George, George. I'm we have so air quotes. glad you if, if anyone's not watching us, we've got air quotes yeah, around we, George. His name, Sorry, his name isn't George. No, you're no. fine. His name's not George, but we called him George. I didn't want to call him out publicly. George, I'm so glad you had the audacity to write this review. I don't often get to step in and respond to reviews, largely because my staff is so dang incredible. But when you play stupid games, you win stupid prizes. First and foremost, Jordan is an amazing employee and team leader. He was watching you like a hawk because your party was acting stupid and illegally sharing beers with guests under 21 years old. I do not care about your background, gender identity, country of origin, the color of your skin, or the language you speak, but I do care if you're breaking the law in our facility. We are one of the safest axe-throwing facilities in the country. We take great pride in setting the bar across the industry and doing things the right way. Of equal importance, we take great pride in serving our customers well. 
We've served hundreds of thousands of customers at six locations across the nation. We've had to throw out fewer people than I could actually count on my two hands. The best part of this is that you tried to paint a picture of Jordan as rude and racist. This is the exact same Jordan whose own mother immigrated to the U.S. from Mexico. You have the audacity to call it a staff member by name, yet you have to make up a story and hide behind a fake Yelp alias to try to stir the pot. If one of our staff members was actually being racist or any of the other myriad things we don't stand for, I can assure you that we would take action. But in this scenario, you're just using a fake name to tell a fake story and try to paint a fake picture about a real and honest person just trying to do his job. I can't let that fly here. If I could give you a Yelp rating, you would earn zero stars. Um, I love it. And then the part, the part that really blew up, and, and I'll, I will read it, but I have to preface a couple of things. One, I'm smart enough to know that not everyone who lives in Mexico is Hispanic or vice versa, but you can right. only write so much on a, on a response. Yeah. Two, I haven't taken Spanish since my junior year of college. So it's been a minute, right? But I uh, worked with one of our Spanish-speaking members to write a message that was directed towards the community that George was pretending to write about. Um, right. And so what we did in short was we invited anyone who spoke Spanish to come and throw at a discount with uh, the code George Mentiroso, which translates to George is a liar. Um, I love that. And so it's one of our most used codes at this point. We have a lot of folks who use that code. Um, but I said, para toda las comunidades españolas les asegura que son bienvenidos aquí. Para tributo al falso George, estamos ofreciendo un descuento de 15% al Cualquier persona que pueda leer este mensaje y desee cantar en que estamos en el lado correcto. Para su código es descuento, simplemente ingrese. George es un mentiroso cuando haga su reservación. Muchas gracias. Um, and so, yeah, we invited anyone who could read that to come and get a discount. We wanted to prove not just in our funny Yelp review, but also in person that we are not an organization uh, or a group of people that you know, is going to be rude to anybody based off right. of those things that are often out of our control. Um, and, and yeah, it, you know, we put this on not knowing if it was the right decision or the wrong decision sure. or how people would react. I just wanted to stand up for Jordan and in the day, I think between the tribunist and board Panda, as well as just, you know, celebrities and the way it was shared on Facebook and Instagram, we had millions and millions and millions of people review and respond. That's um, even amazing. some folks, I don't know if this ever happened. We had, we had folks who were out of state saying like, I'm going to come into that location just to support Blade and Timber. And so we, we've been super appreciated of the, the public response to right. our public response. Yeah. How quickly did it start to go viral? Like, when did you get the sense that, wow, I just did this because it was the right thing to do, but now it's actually becoming something really big. Yeah. Viral sensation. We, we posted it on, on Yelp, obviously, and then just kind of let it go. And I think within like 48 hours, someone had reposted it on Reddit. Um, and then, you know, Reddit is kind of the front page of the internet. And so once yeah. it went on Reddit, it kind of went everywhere. And like, it was, it was a matter of hours, I think, since that Reddit post, um, you know, and especially when, when we became aware of it, that it just blew up. And so... Yeah. It, yeah, it was a fun, you know, series of events where it's like, oh my gosh, we're on this website. And then I'd get a text from a buddy who lives in Cleveland and he'd be like, I just saw you, you know, this, this celebrity just posted about it. And then it's another hundred thousand or million views. And then this other thing. And so it just kind of grew right. and grew. And then, and even since then, um, 
you know, ever it'll be reposted. And so, you know, every two or three months since it was first posted, we were like, oh man, that's so cool what you just said. And I'm, I'm living my 15 minutes of fame because, you know, there's been, there's been times where I met people that are like, are you the guy from that Yelp review? I'm like, yes, like, yes, me. I am. That is, yes. <laughs> yeah. So obviously the public reaction was, was very positive and supportive. Yeah. And, you know, that is the sort of thing that is a feel good story and there's funniness to it. So it's, it's easy to see why it went viral, but how did your employees feel about it? Do you think that they were surprised that you had Jordan's back in that way? I, they, I don't even think they were surprised. I, I know they were, I don't know if surprised is the word, but absolutely appreciative. Yeah. Um, I, I can imagine a feeling of helplessness almost to a degree um, mm-hmm. because, you know, there's very few people in our company who have the opportunity to respond to this. And certainly just because of, I think, company stuff in general, it would be hard for someone who maybe was the manager to be this fiery in their response. They might like, might have felt like they said, I'm so hard, sorry you had a bad experience. Let us make it up or, or something like that. Um, being the decision maker, I had the opportunity to respond how I wanted to respond. And so in short, we did receive quite a few notes from staff members, not just at this location, but at multiple locations who, you know, in short said, we're so glad that we're a team. Um, and, right. and I really believe that to be the case for our staff, for our culture and you know, it's not easy to have six locations around the country. And I think for us to grow and grow well, we have to have a company culture that matters. And that has to be done very intentionally. And for better or worse, that does start here at our at our corporate offices. And that starts with me. Um, yeah, so talk to us so, a little bit more about that. How do you create that company culture that, that people do care about and that can disseminate to all of your locations? Yeah, we... Um, you know, we've tried to create a fair amount of clarity of what it is exactly that we stand for. And we um, we haven't always been great at it. You know, I, I think in short, we were a business that kind of outgrew our britches a little bit faster than we would have anticipated. And so all of a sudden, as an owner, you start to realize that there are some things that maybe aren't amazing that are growing as you grow new locations. And so we took a pretty intentional step back around the time that this review came out to clarify what it is that we stood for. Um, And when we're looking at people who want to be a part of our culture, there's really about five things that we look for. We look for people who are joyful. We look for folks who are servants. We look for people who are eager. We look for people who are action oriented and those who have grit. And, And so I think in making it clear, not just for, you know, our staff here at headquarters, but for every employee that we have to say, you know, if you want to be a part of the team, these are the things that are expected of you. Um, they're pretty simple. That doesn't make them easy at all. Uh, but this is what we stand for. This is how we're going to take care of each other. This is how we're going to take care of our customers. This is how we're going to serve everyone that we interact with, hopefully not just at work, but at home as well. And so, um, you know, at the end of the day, I think the way Jordan handled that checks all of those boxes, you know, and, and hopefully the way that we were able to back Jordan up did the same. Absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, you've clarified how it was really important to be clear on your own culture so that you could mm-hmm. then share that with your um, your team members and make sure that it was something that they followed. But how do you create that company culture that the employees actually care about, right? Because I think yeah. it's one thing to be like, we want you to be joyful. We want you to have grit. But how do you create it so that they really embody that and that they care about it as well? Mm-hmm. That is a great question. And you're asking me to be an expert and that's something I'm not the expert in. I'm still no, learning and actively. And this is not how, you know, like and, the general you, but like you, how, like, how do you, sure. how do you, I mean, I think part of it's probably finding the employees, right. That, that already absolutely. embody that. 
Um, you know? and that it's not fitting that, you know, square peg into the round hole. But yeah, so once you get these, these team members, like, how do you keep that going with these locations? Mm-hmm. Again, we don't want you to be an expert in everybody. We just want to know <laughs> what, what you're up to. You know, it's, uh, there are, um, it's what's been really fun about this growth journey because, you know, I didn't give too much of my background. I started as a high school guidance counselor. Um, oh, wow. I kind of became an accidental business person. And so it wasn't like I came in knowing this is exactly what we're going to do, how we're going to do it. It really just started with this heart of let's have fun. You know, we want to be a place that makes it easy for people to have fun. And so with that, I think knowing that that's what our company stands for on its simplest level we're looking for people who also want to make it easy for folks to have fun. And so when you hire the right people, it does become a little bit easier to have that company culture. Cause I think it's already ingrained with the type of people who would be attracted to working as an ax throwing coach. That's not, you know, no one grows up. when I was five, there was the, when I grew up commercials and no one's like, I want to be an ax throwing, maybe a couple people, maybe a real lumberjacks. Yeah. Um, but in the grand scheme of things, you know, we know, I mean, on a simplest level, our coaches know they get better tips if people are having fun. And mm-hmm. so if people are, and, and we have the opportunity as the, you know, as the coaches to make sure that they're having fun because very few people come in with any experience throwing axes beforehand. And so we get to teach them how to do it. Um, and, and so with that, I think everyone's had a bad teacher. Everyone's had a bad coach. And the more that we can use those examples of what not to do, I think it makes it pretty clear of what, what you should do. Um, but really, I, I think we try, you know, anyone who has heard me speak publicly or privately, they'll hear me say the phrase that we're about shared experiences and we want to make it easy for people to have fun. And at the end of the day, so much of that, you know, joyful, eager, like those things point back to that greater goal which is we want to make it easy for you to have fun. If we're making it hard, if we're being rude, if we're doing any, like that, it just doesn't work. You're going to, it's a lot harder to have fun if you're hanging out with a jerk. And so the more that we can be not jerks, (laughs) the better off and the more fun I think our customers are going to have. Absolutely. Well, it's, it's so funny because you said, you know, I don't, I didn't know anyone growing up who wanted to be an axer or an axering teacher. I think we might be seeing this. This might be where you're inspiring kids. I want to do that when I grow up and their parents come home. They're like, oh, that was so fun. I want to go back and throw more axes. So, you know, you might be influencing the culture at large here with all of this. So I hope so. I hope so. I think you are. Well, this is, this has been really enjoyable. I've loved hearing, you know, from your, your lips to our ears, exactly what happened and why that was so important for you. So share with our listeners, you told us already, but where can we find you website, social, so people can find out if you are in their uh, vicinity or they can tell you, please come to our town soon. Sure. Yeah. So bladeandtimber.com. We currently have locations in Honolulu, in Seattle, in Kansas City, and Wichita. We are actively growing. And so you'll, you'll hear from us quite a bit more this year. Our next opening is Portland, Oregon. We should be open in just a couple of months. Um, and our, our parent company is Swell Spark. That's Swell like the ocean, Spark like fire. We do have other interactive experiences outside of Blade and Timber. Um, and we have those as well, ranging from Honolulu to Kansas City. And, uh, you know, even if it's not ours, I think at the end of the day, what we stand for, again, is, is spending quality time with the people that you love and care about or the people that you want to love and care about more. And so if we're not in your city, find something else amazing that is you know, for us to have really great friendships and families and relationships, we have to do it on purpose. And so I, I hope that the listeners can re- remember that because sometimes it's yeah. easy to forget. And I hope that you can take that step to go do something amazing today. Awesome. Well, thank you for those great reminders and sharing your story with us. We've loved having you on the podcast today. 
Thanks for having me. Yep. Cheers. There were so many great points from Matt in there about company culture and supporting your employees. And I hope you enjoyed hearing Matt read his review as much as I did. On behalf of the team here at The Receptionist, thanks for listening to The Fabric Podcast. If you'd like to know more about what we do, go to thereceptionist.com where you can watch webinars, read blogs, and even sign up for a 14-day free trial. See you on the next episode.